Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Thank you very much for. Coming into this teaching, and we're going to study the Word of God together. I would like to talk about the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray, Father. We are so grateful to Your Word, and You reveal the truth and Your will to us by allowing us to read the Word of God and by the teaching of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we believe. That you will teach us in this lesson, you speak to us and build our faith and understanding, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We come to you in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua Hamashiach. Amen. Amen. In this lesson, I would like to talk about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. This teaching is in a series called the Eschatology. Or learning about the end time, I would like to talk about the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ first before we talk about the second coming. When you read the Bible, you notice that the prophets of God foretold the first coming of Christ, the Messiah or the Anointed One, who would redeem His people from their sins and the punishment of sin. The scriptures reveal Jesus in a fourfold way. Let us look at the first way. Why did Jesus come into the world? What did He do for us? Four things. Number one, as a ransom of sin, as a ransom. Let me read the Bible in the book of Matthew, chapter twenty, verse twenty-eight. We're going to go through scripture together, and. Understand the will of God concerning the first and the second comings of the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew twenty verse twenty-eight. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give His life a ransom for many. Jesus said that I came to give my life as a ransom for people in this world. When we receive Jesus Christ into our heart, our sins are forgiven, and we have a new, super abundant life by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. First Peter chapter one, eighteen to nineteen. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. As of a lamb without blemish and without spot, the Lord Jesus Christ shed His blood. He gave up His life at the cross. He was like the Lamb of God, but the Lamb without blemish and without spot. He died. He paid for the penalty of our sin. He paid for our curse. He shed His blood so that we can be saved. From the corrupted way of the world, and from sin and bondage, sickness, poverty, and diseases. 
The Bible clearly says Jesus came to sacrifice for us. First Timothy 2.6 Who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Jesus gave himself a ransom for all of us. Thank God. This is why we should love Jesus so much. We should serve him. We should obey him. And we should live our life for his glory. He sacrificed his life for us. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone who hangs on a tree. Jesus took our curse on his body at the whipping post and on the cross so that we can receive the blessing of Abraham by faith and through the Holy Spirit. He took the bad things on his body so that he can offer us the wonderful good things from heaven. He bought all these good things for us by his blood. Thank you, Jesus. We love you so much, Jesus. And we are so thankful for your first coming. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus took our sin and the sins of all mankind on his body. And he offered righteousness of God, not our own righteousness, the righteousness of God to us. So when we believe in him and receive his righteousness, we become the righteousness of God. We become the saint of God. And we have a new position, the position of a son and a daughter of the holy God. We have the privilege to talk to God now and to approach the throne of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for taking our sin on your body and offering us the righteousness of God. So the first one, he came as a ransom. Number two, he came into the world the first time as a propitiation. Propitiation has to do with the appeasing of the wrath of God because of sin. When man sins against God and man does not want to repent, that will really cause God to have the holy anger. And because of his justice, the punishment will eventually show up on the sinful man. That's why the wishes of sin is death. And the worst thing is eternal death in hell. Christ is the one who appeases the wrath of God. Romans chapter 3, verse 25, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. God overlooked our sin because we gave our life to Jesus. And Jesus, as our representative, he came into the world as a man and he represented man. He took all the punishment on his body at the whipping post and at the cross to appease the wrath of God. And we can approach God and receive his grace and his mercy. Jesus is our representative. He really helped us to be able to approach God 
and we can receive the mercy from God. First John chapter two verse two, and He Himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Jesus died for the whole world, of every generation of humanity, but not every one in this planet Earth wants to receive His forgiveness and His mercy. But you and I, we want to receive His forgiveness, His grace, and His mercy. Hebrews chapter two verse seventeen. Therefore, in all things, He had to be made like His brethren. That he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. Again, many scripture talk about Jesus came to make propitiation for the sins of the people. He appeases the wrath of God. He wants us to reconcile to the heavenly Father. So that's number two. Number one, as A ransom. Number two, as the propitiation. Number three, Jesus came the first time for reconciliation. The Lord Jesus Christ reconciles us to God the Father by giving Himself at Calvary and by shedding of His blood. Thank you, Jesus. That's the reason He came the first time, two thousand plus years ago. Romans chapter five verses ten to eleven. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. We were enemies of God because we rebelled against God. We broke His law. We did not. Listen to him. Some of us even curse God, like me. I used to curse God when I was growing up in Thailand. So I behave as an enemy of God. I love the system of the world, but Jesus Christ died on the cross to bring reconciliation between me and the heavenly Father. When I receive Jesus Christ into my heart, I am reconciled to God, and I become a child of the living God. Thank you, Jesus. Second Corinthians chapter five, verses eighteen to nineteen. The Bible say, "Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to Himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation." We are the ambassador of Christ. God save us, and God want to use us in this generation to bring people to Him by preaching the gospel, the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ, so that sinners around us will be reconciled to God through Christ Jesus. Christianity is about relationship with God. It's about reconciliation that come through Christ Jesus. We are not following any religion. We come into a good relationship with our Creator, and in order to have that good relationship, we need to ask Him for the forgiveness of sin and believe that Jesus Christ help us to be reconciled to God. 
Ephesians chapter 2 verse 16 and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross thereby putting to death the enmity Jesus came to reconcile us to God Colossians chapter 1 verse 20 and by him by Jesus to reconcile all things to himself by him whether things on earth or things in heaven having made peace through the blood of his cross thank you Jesus he shed his blood he died for us so that we can be reconciled to God so that is the third reason he came the first time the fourth reason he came into the world the first time the first coming as a substitute he is our substitute he went to the cross to be tortured to be killed to receive the sin to receive the punishment of sin curses and sickness on our behalf Isaiah 53 5 to 6 but he was wounded for our transgressions he mean Jesus Christ the Son of God the Messiah was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed all we like sheep have gone astray we have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all first Peter 2 24 the Bible say who himself means Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior bore our sins in his body on the tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed praise God we are healed by the stripes of Jesus Christ he is our substitute he took sickness diseases curses death failure shame and rejection on our behalf he came as a substitute for us first Peter 3 18 for Christ also suffered once for sins the just for the unjust that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh but made alive by the Spirit he took our sin he is our substitute he took the wages of sin on himself as our substitute second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him Jesus took our sin so that we can have the righteousness of God he is our substitute the prophets in the Bible also declared that our Lord would come the second time the first time already happened 2000 plus years ago he came into the world as a human being he walked on this planet earth 2000 years ago as a man he taught the word he made disciple he performed miracle he cast out demons and he went to the cross as our substitute as a ransom as a propitiation he will come back the second time after the work of redemption was done after his death and resurrection he was received up into glory into heaven and he was seated 
at the right hand of the Father. Our Lord said this would take place, but He would return again. The second coming is to take His redeemed people out of this world to be forever with Himself. Let me read many scripture to show you that He is coming back again for sure. First Corinthians 15, 3-4 talk about His work of redemption and His resurrection and ascension. For I deliver to you first of all that which I also received, that our Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So Jesus came to the world the first time to die for our sin. He was buried and He was raised from the dead. Acts chapter 1, 7 to 11. And He said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in His own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now when he had spoken these things, while they were watching, he was taken up and the cloud received him out of the sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Praise the Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ will come back the second time, not as a baby, but as the Lord of Lords the king of all kings, the savior of the whole world. He's going to come back in the fullness of his glory. Mark chapter 16, verse 19. So then after the Lord has spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. So Jesus went up to heaven after he was raised from the dead. And look at what he say in John chapter 14, verses 1 to 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. I will come again. Jesus will come back and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. Jesus will come back to receive all the believers. The believers will be with him for eternity in heaven. We're going to look at the characteristic of the second coming of Christ quickly here. We're going to read many scriptures. My style of teaching is not to have my own idea or try to guess or come up with man's uh, opinion. I would like to read the scripture and explain the scripture exactly what the scripture say. And I don't want to add anything. I don't want to add my own idea or opinion from anybody. Just look at the scripture and understand that way. And we just 
receive from God the truth only. We don't want any lie from man or from our enemy. Let's look at characteristic of the second coming of Christ quickly here together. Number one, the second coming of Jesus Christ is a literal return. Acts chapter one verse eleven. Who also said, "Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven." Jesus Christ will come back the second time, not in the form of spirit or in the form of material or like a bird or something. He will. Come back in the form of a man. His second coming is literal, as his first coming was literal. He was a real person in the history of mankind two thousand years ago. So, will his second coming be literal or personal? The angels declare his literal coming in Acts chapter one verse eleven that I just read, and Jesus claimed it too in John. Chapter fourteen, verses one to three. Let me read one more time. Let not your heart be troubled. So you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. His second coming will be literal. The apostle Paul and John also declare his literal second coming in First Thessalonians chapter four, sixteen to seventeen. For the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we. Who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. His second coming is literal. We're going to see him in the air, literal. We see his body, the new glorious body in person, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ will come back the second time to receive all of us to be with Him in heaven for eternity. I'm so glad. We're gonna meet the Lord. We work so hard in the world to preach the gospel, to build the church, to make disciple, give our time, our energy, give our life and money to build the kingdom, and He records everything that we do for Him. And one day He will come back to meet us, and He shall reward us and receive us to be with Him. My brothers and sisters, the Lord will come back to meet you. And to reward you for sure. Therefore, keep running the race, keep serving the Lord, keep preaching the gospel, making disciple, building His glorious church, and one day He will pay you back. Revelation chapter one verse seven: Behold, He is coming with clouds, and every eye will see Him, even they who pierce Him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, Amen. So all the scriptures say that the second coming of Jesus Christ will be literal. Second thing, 
the second coming of Jesus Christ will be a visible coming. Again, the book of Revelation chapter 1 verse 7 says, Behold, He is coming with clouds and every eye will see Him, even they who pierce Him. His coming will be visible to the natural eyes of people. I believe that the whole world will see Him coming down from heaven at the same time. It's going to be the biggest news on this planet Earth when He comes back. Everyone will see His coming. Acts chapter 1 verse 11, Who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw Him go into heaven. The disciples saw Jesus going up to heaven. We, the disciple in this generation, if He comes back in our generation, we will see Him coming down from heaven with our eyes as well. Three, the second coming of Jesus Christ will be a sudden coming. 1 Corinthians 15, 50-54 Now, this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised, incorruptible, and we shall be changed, for this corruptible, corruptible body here, must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. This scripture shows us that the second coming of Jesus Christ will be so sudden and in a twinkle of the eyes, we're all going to be changed. Our corruptible body will be changed into incorruptible body. All the dead in Christ, those who believe in God will be raised from the dead and rise up to meet Him in the air. It comes so sudden, you cannot tell when it's going to happen. First Thessalonians chapter 4, 13-18 But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with Him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. In other words, when Jesus comes back second time in the air thou, the dead in Christ, those believers who die before us will be raised from the dead with a new body and meet him in heaven before us if he's still alive on that day. And after that, it's our turn. We're going to go up to meet Him in the air as well and come down into this earth to rule the earth for 1,000 years. For the Lord, verse 16, Himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. 
and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. His second coming will be so sudden. Matthew 24, 23 to 27. Then if anyone say to you, look here is the Christ, and or there, do not believe it. For false Christ and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Therefore, if they say to you, look, he is in the desert, do not go out. Or look, he is in the inner room, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, sudden, the lightning is so quick, sudden, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man be. Wow, this scripture is so clear. If somebody now on earth claim that they are Christ or they are the Messiah, maybe in China, maybe in Korea or in America, they say, I am Christ, I come back. I'm the Lord Jesus Christ who come back. I'm standing here right now. Don't believe it. There are false prophets and false Christ because the way the Lord Jesus will come back is so sudden and he will come down from heaven and people will see him in the air. So that is another truth that we need to know about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Number four, Jesus will come back with power to establish his eternal kingdom. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 7 to 9. And to give you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed. I mean, we'll come back a second time. From heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. This shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. The Lord Jesus will come back with power, with authority to rule the world. And he will not come like a baby in the second coming. Amen. He will come as the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords. Number five. His mighty angels will be coming with him as well. Matthew 25, 31, he will not come in the womb of a woman named Mary like the first time. He will not be born as a baby in Bethlehem. No, he will come back with his holy angels, the mighty angels of God. Matthew 25, 31, when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory, the judgment seat of Christ. Revelation 5, 11, Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, and thousands of thousands. The Lord will come back with the mighty army of angels. He will not come by himself. That's what the Bible says. Now, six, 
the sixth truth of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. His second coming is the hope of the church. We are living on earth. Some Christians are persecuted, put in jail, killed for the gospel. Some of us work so hard. Sometimes we face some persecutions and unfair treatments and rejections from the people in the world. But we have the hope. As the church of Jesus Christ, we have the hope of His coming. We may be treated unfairly right now. We may face some situations that are undesirable for us. But we can have hope that He will come back to reward us and give us a new body. And we're going to be with Him for eternity in heaven. 1 John chapter 3, verses 1-3 to Behold, what manner of love the Father has betrothed on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore the world does not know us, because it did not know Him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when He is revealed, when Jesus comes back the second time, when Jesus reveals Himself the second time, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. And everyone who has this hope in Him purifies Himself, just as He is pure. What kind of hope is that? The hope to see the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The hope to see Him face to face and have a new body and rewards in heaven. And we're going to be with Him for eternity. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 18 to 19. That by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil. My dear brothers and sisters, we have the hope. Number one, Jesus Christ is coming back to meet us. Two, we're going to meet him face to face. Three, he will give us rewards, the crowd of righteousness, the crowd of glory. Four, we will be with him for eternity. Praise the Lord. We have the hope because even though right now Satan is working so hard on earth, attacking us and try to stop us and give us a hard time. But the final victory will come when Jesus Christ comes back to rule the world for 1,000 years and we're going to be with him for eternity. Wow, my brothers and sisters, don't lose your hope. Keep serving the Lord. Keep growing spiritually, learning, improving, developing your life, serving the Lord, preaching the gospel, and living your life for His glory. One day, you and I are going to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't know when the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ will happen, but we should live a life that is ready to meet Him at any moment. Thank you for listening to this teaching. Please listen to the whole series of this teaching. 
eschatology, learning about the end time and the next life after this life. So I pray that you will have your faith in Christ and you have the hope in His second coming. And may the Lord use you, anoint you, bless you. May the Lord really give you so much grace that you can preach the gospel. You can be the light and the salt of this world, and you will be a part of building the kingdom of God in this generation. And you shall pass the blessing into the thousand generation and to other people. God bless you. God loves you. And may the Lord shine His face upon you. In Jesus' name, Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.